over the last like two weeks, I want to say that the subject of topic, the 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 the, 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 the takeaway, the highlight news, it's all revolving around the junior representative from New York, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I want to talk a little bit about this and what people are doing with it. It's it's almost like tribalism. Like like facts and morality don't matter. All this and a little more is coming up. It is another edition of the Fritz Cast. It's Wednesday, January 9th, 2019. And if anything from last Sunday is any indication, the Eagles' luck is not about to run out. How do you lose? How do you lose your wild card playoff game, Chicago? How do you do that with Cody Parkey and a 30-some yard field goal? But but I digress. You know, sports and fan, fans of things, my voice is a little hoarse right now. I, I have got something going on. And I can't, some of it I can't go into details about right now. You know, more information coming soon. Uh, more at 11. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, people get way bent out of shape with sports. I mean, people act ridiculous over sports. I've heard some of the most ridiculous statements ever made when it comes to talking about sports. I've heard the worst threats the, the the worst threats known to man when it comes to sports. I want to qualify this first and foremost by this. Cody Parkey did not just shank that field goal that horribly. Okay, he did not do that. And even if he did, why would you threaten him and his family? Because he shanked a few, like, I get it. I get it. Chicago Bears fans are a little hungry for a Super Bowl. And listen, Chicago, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, what what do you really have to be upset about that game? Uh, You had uh, Trubisky uh, playing as, you know, what is he, a a second-year quarterback, I think? You know, he's playing very well for, for being such a young quarterback in a complicated offensive system that's drawn up by uh by uh, coach Nagy there who's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree by the way as is Doug Peterson as is Frank Reich how many of Andy Reid or Andy Reid lineage people are in the playoffs this year so it's, it's a lot Andy Reid really doesn't know how to build coaches even though he himself as a head coach has not gotten that Super Bowl ring Needless to say, Cody Parkey, he used to actually be the Eagles kicker a, a couple years back, uh, back in the Chip Kelly days, I do believe. Um, and he wasn't bad then. This year, you see, he has been horrible. He has been, it's almost as if the football is a magnet for the goal posts and not down the center of the goal posts, but the goal posts themselves. So Cody Parkey hasn't been a, he hasn't been a consistent kick. Well, he has been consistently horrible this year. But that's beside the point. 
the the point is Trevon Hester of the Eagles got his the tip of his middle finger on that kick. And the only reason that he had that second chance to do it was because Dud Peterson threw his last time out to ice the kicker, which I'm sure played somewhat of a factor. But if you're Chicago, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, don't don't crap all over Cody Parkey, man. He didn't lose that game for you. You guys lost that game probably off of one of the biggest blunders when you had 10 defenders on the field. You're the number 1 defense on in the NFL. And you catch a penalty for 12 men on the field. And then I believe it was in that same drive, you catch you don't catch a penalty for this, you just lose out. You had 10 defenders on the field, not 11, 10. What the hell are you thinking? The Eagles capitalized on a mistake. They capitalized on a mistake. And then they... The, the, Trevon Hester put his all into that jump and got just the tip of his middle finger on that ball, which changed the tra- trajectory of it enough to hit the upright and then bounce down and bounce off the crossbar. Insanity. Insanity. The Eagles... I, everybody knows from last year how diehard of an Eagles fan I am. Brian Nichols of the Brian Nichols Liberty Show right now is 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 clawing his ears out from all the Eagles talk. <laughs> I'm sure it's all right, buddy. Dallas goes home either this week from the Rams. That's a tough matchup for you guys. It's not a cakewalk, even though the Eagles beat them. It's not a cakewalk for you guys either, and we got to face the Saints. We're not the same team that faced the Saints earlier this year where the Saints kicked our kicked the trash out of us. I hope that's fuel for the fire. But the Eagles, doing the impossible again, managed to get in the playoffs thanks to the Bears, mind you, and then just squeaked by the Bears 16-15. to Insanity. It's insanity. And if it, I was excited about the playoffs last year because I knew the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. I knew the Eagles were going to win. I knew it last year. When Carson Wentz went down and we kept winning, I knew. It was just, it was fate or destiny, whatever you want to call it. It was going to happen. But I got to say, after seeing that Chicago game, it's a little eerie and it kind of feels the same way. It just feels like the odds have been doubled this time, though. The odds against us have been doubled this time because we are a way different team. We're a way different team from from last year. But it's insane. I'm enjoying the playoff ride, obviously. Obviously, I am. I had to get that out. I had to talk about it. had to talk about Trevon Hester and his amazing blocking the kick of Cody Parkey. And for everybody to stop crapping all over Cody Parkey, all right? Give Give the guy a break. Yeah, he has hit the crossbar or the uprights like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times, something like that this season. It's an unprecedented amount, and I believe five of them were at home, so those crowds got to see him up close and personal, which is a little insane. I, you know, I get that. I'll give you that. But then the other teams that are in the playoffs again this year, the Rams are are a very exciting young team with Jared Goff there. Uh, who else we got? To, so the Rams are taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are, I hate to say this, not trash. They're not trash. I really wish I could say they're trash. Their defense 
is actually great. Their linebackers are pretty pretty freaking scary. Uh, Dak Prescott's way overrated, though. He sucks. Jason Garrett sucks. And they're already talking about doing a contract extension for Jason Garrett. Probably the best thing an Eagles fan could hear. You, if you want to keep Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott, by all means. Because, what, you whipped us twice this year? Who cares? I I could care less that you beat us twice this year because we, at this at this juncture, at this moment right now, the Eagles still have the opportunity to punch your go-home ticket to not go to the Super Bowl. And if we did that and went to the Super Bowl again, I can't think of a sweeter scenario. I can't. I can't do it. Now, by the way, my last football note, just put it on the record now. I put, I put it on Twitter a couple days ago. Um, and back on, back on December 30th, in fact, I, I, I put up the, the, the playoff schedule and I said, wouldn't it be crazy if the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid go to the Super Bowl and face his young protege, Doug Peterson, who has surpassed Andy Reid in two years? Wouldn't that be crazy if it was Andy Reid and Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl, Chiefs-Eagles? Wouldn't that be insane? That's what I'm calling. Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl this year. Mark it down. Probably after this weekend. (laughs) That is shot to crap. But I can dream and I can hope, damn it. The last two weeks have seemingly revolved around... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And it started on Twitter from some dumb idiot who posted a video of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from either high school or college. It doesn't really matter when it was from. It's from a couple years ago. And it's a video of her dancing around. Like, lightheartedly dancing around, just having fun. And what I initially remember, I believe it was the anonymous Q1776, the Twitter account that posted it. And it's actually somebody that follows me, and that I follow. Um, but they posted a rant about it, and, and, and stating that, you know, oh, this is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing around, it's stupid, it's dumb. Um... And trying to find his tweet now too, it's it's completely, completely uh, uh gone. Um, part of it was like Dan Jordan was another one that 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 posted it. Um, but the anonymous Q count posted quote: "Here is an America's favorite commie know-it-all acting like the clueless nitwit she is." High school video of Sandy Ocasio Cortez, and it's dumb. Like, they posted this trying to... The the people that posted this tried to do it to, like, poke fun at her, at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And this is the big problem that conservative media and pundits and and people alike are running into with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But let me back step real quick. This wasn't something put out by conservative media. This wasn't something put out by an outlet or a platform. It was actually put out by individuals. Individuals who very stupidly just like to 
try to compile like this docket of things that they think are just ridiculous about Alexandria. And they put it out there to try to, you know, make her look stupid or something along those lines. That's what they try to do. Instead of, I don't know, attacking any of her positions, which some of which are freaking ridiculous. The only positions, the only times her positions really aren't ridiculous to people are if those people are as socialist or far left as she is. You're talking about a woman who suggested that a 70% tax rate for the, I love how this comes out always, for the wealthiest Americans who can afford it is a good idea. I will never, I'm never, I'm a little man, mind you. I will never, ever be okay with anybody saying that the government has dead to rights to take 70% of something away from somebody just because X amount of people deem it okay. Ever. Never in a million years will you hear me say that it's okay for the government to take away something like that from somebody. Because we're talking about, ta- oh, you know, some people say, oh, it's only the wealthiest Americans, the top tenth of one percent, the Bernie Sanders talking lines. I, as a little man, don't agree with or like the fact that the government can take nearly 30 to 40 percent of my earnings without my consent. Without my consent. And if you want to be one of those people who wants to talk about the roads and the bridges, guess what? They're all falling apart. All of them. All of them are trash. All of them are garbage. That's why we had the big national bridge scare years ago. Because one just like freaking collapsed. And it's as if a light bulb went off and everybody was like, oh, you have to upkeep infrastructure. It's crazy. Crazy, I know. But, you know, where is the tax money going? And part of the reason this builds into the larger subject of taxation is theft. Right? Where is all the money going? Because we have billions of dollars going into warfare, foreign aid, uh, 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 bailing out businesses, which, business 101, you can't open business, sustain your own profits, and not need the government to bail you out? Like, that's business 101. But here we are, throwing money at companies, at banks, who played with fire, got burned, and instead of letting them learn the lesson, in an effort to soften the blow... Oh, yeah, we do bailouts. That's right. That's, you know, that's what we do. I'm getting sidetracked, though. So that initially came out against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this dancing video, which, by the way, I've said this a dozen times. I don't hate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No, no, no. I try very much not to hate people that I disagree with. I just tend to disagree with them, and I tend to attack their positions. 
So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, I think 70% would be a great idea for, uh, you know, tax rate for wealthy people. And I go, eh, taxation's theft. Why aren't, why aren't we talking about lowering how much you steal from me? Why, why aren't we doing that? Why are we talking about how much more you could steal from the rich people and not talking about, you know, why does the, the, the person making $30,000 a year have to pay, you know, 15%, 10% tax or whatever? You're talking about taking money from people, taking their earnings. And your argument is because of roads and bridges and schools. I'm just talking income tax, income tax, income tax. That's what I'm talking about. If there's a forefront I want to focus on on the taxation battle that, that libertarians love to have, my first and foremost one is income tax. Because you're essentially getting charged for being a productive member of society. You know, being somebody who has a job and, and is earning wages, by the way, this is how much the government says you're not allowed to, to have because we need it over here. And you owe us. That, that's my focus, first and foremost, the income tax bit. After we get through the income tax bit, we can start debating property taxes because huh, if you look into that, that's a whole other bucket of worms. We could get into the corporate tax and the business taxes, the estate taxes. All of it. The whole shebang. Including Social Security. But that unravels into a gigantic conversation. How about what else Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says? I say stop trying to attack her or her character because the video came out and guess what it's a lovely video it's a lovely video of her carelessly dancing and frolicking and guess what guess what congresswoman alexandria ocasio-cortez she ain't ugly folks she's not so when you Throw out a college video of her dancing around. Most people are just going to go, Oh, wow, she's kind of cute. This sparked, by the way, I love this because Elizabeth Warren, who's gunning for a 2020 run, have at it. Let her. She's not getting far on that at all. And why? Because she's trying too hard. Have you, If you've seen social media... And what Elizabeth Warren has done on social media, I swear to God, the, the live stream that she did where she drinks a beer, she sets up a live stream on her phone, and she's standing in front of me, and she goes, oh, hi, let's see how many of you are, are here. Oh, oh, you know what? Oh, I'm going to have a beer, you know? Trying <laughs> desperately to appeal to you. I'm, I'm going to have a beer. Oh, oh, and my husband just so happens to be right here. Say, say hi to the people, honey. Hey, Hi, everybody. Oh, hey, would you like a beer? Because I'm having a beer. Oh, no, no, no thank you. I, I I won't have a beer right now. So fabricated, so dumb. And then she's doing stupid little Snapchat videos of her on the train and her husband asleep next to her and stuff. Like, it's desperate. And I thought she was done 
after this whole DNA crap that she pushed. She could have told Trump to kick rocks and stop being a baby, but she just wanted to ride that whole, no, 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 I am Native American. I am Native American. For what? For what? And then you did a DNA test, which backfired on you tremendously. And now she's trying to make up this ground. But, like I said, let her throw her hat in there. She's not going to be the Democratic nominee for president. So anybody out there who wants her to be president of the United States, um, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, you know what? You know what? The Democrats are going to go with a boring choice. A boring choice. It's going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be Joe Biden because he's the safe, middle ground, can appeal to the independent crowd, and possibly has the, 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 the chance of beating Trump. So that's, that's, your, that's your presidential nominee for the Democratic Party. It's Joe Biden. It's not Beto O'Rourke. It's not Elizabeth Warren. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not old enough. And she would go far too. Good Lord. One of the what, the other thing I want to focus on that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez said in a news uh, interview this past week. Let me give me a second here. I gotta scroll to it in my line item of things. Uh, it was on her 60 Minutes interview, which I have not watched yet. It is bookmarked to watch. She said, quote, there's a, lot, there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. She said, in response to criticisms that she's made factual errors. Well, Alexandria... Being factually, precisely, and semantically correct is important. But the, the bigger issue, being morally right, this, this morally right thing, that is very, very subjective. I was having this discussion the other day when somebody actually brought it up to her. And this wasn't on Twitter. This was, in, you know, this was an in-person exchange. They said Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's, she's saying what people need to hear about how we need to be, you know, more morally correct. We need to take care of, we need to take care of people and we need to use the government to do that. And I, and I was, I sat there and I said, do you believe that the fact that you don't want to directly contribute your time or money to something, that you'll just have the government take it from yourself and everybody else and take care of it, and then that is, in fact, morally correct? What is morally right when we're talking about this? When we're talking about, when we're talking about health care, is that the argument that people are going with, that it is morally right for the government to manage health care so that that way the most amount of people have access to it and damn the consequences of how it is achieved so long as everybody gets the equal treatment and access to it because I'm not seeing that as the morally correct way 
I'm not saying that is the morally correct way because the government, it's not a prime function of a government. At least I do not believe it is a prime function of government. I believe that my health care is my business. That I should, without a shadow of a doubt, be able to shop around my health care needs like I do the needs for the insurance on my car, on my house, on any other thing, good or service that I buy, but I don't have that. Nobody nobody really has that. There's no setup, there's no system set up like that. Morally correct. Be morally correct. So In that sense, I almost took it as her saying, apparently, that the facts don't matter. The semantics don't matter. The only thing that matters is if it's morally correct, and and that is so subjective and debatable that it kind of, I mean, it really did scare That's a line that scares me. You know, we want to be morally correct. What is morally correct? We're, We're... We're a nation that argues over abortion and abortion rights. But we can't even come to terms on what's moral about either topic. You have two very split extreme sides that constantly argue over that and what is morally correct. So I don't get it. And it's very it's a very weird position for me to be in because like I said, I don't hate Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the person. I hate her ideas. I hate how she presents herself sometimes. I hate her stances and sometimes how she backs up her stances. But I can tell you this, if people keep going on Twitter and attacking her in stupid ways like with videos of her dancing around, or just in general, trying to call her a bimbo, names and all that, you're just empowering her. You're empowering empowering her, empowering her followers. Attack the ideas. Because the ideas, it seems like all she's got going for some of those is just the, quote, morally correct aspect. And if that's all she's got and the facts really don't matter, which, by the way, This was another thing that popped up on my timeline. All right, so the government's in shutdown. I warned you about that. Uh, Whenever this gets resolved, it's just a kicking the can down the road. It'll be a matter of time before we're facing another government lockdown again because that's all they do. They they pass these little stopgap funding bills. That's it. They kick the can down the road. We don't have money to pay for at all. We don't cut spending at all. We just increase and increase. The Democrats appease the Republicans. The Republicans appease the Democrats. And it goes back and forth, and the spending bill just goes up, and the debt goes up, and the deficit goes up. That's all that happens. So get ready for that again. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted this out yesterday. Okay. She tweeted this out on her official representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez account, Rep AOC. 
Quote, I just had a furloughed worker come visit me in my office. Quote, I work for HUD, he said. My family is hurting now that I'm three weeks without a paycheck. But please, please don't give in to a wall. I don't want the political tool of withholding my paycheck to be legitimized. She tweeted that out yesterday. She tweeted that out yesterday. I have multiple verified sources that work in the federal government that have stated to me that their first missed paycheck will be this Friday, the 11th. This Friday, the 11th. You can Google that shit right now. And you will see that the first federal employee missed paycheck will be Friday the 11th. So, that means that this tweet from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yesterday, on the 8th, is uh, either A, completely fabricated and it did not happen, B, she did have this person approach her and they were either A, lying, or B, trolling, or C, she did have this person come, this person did tell her this, and she did not verify any of it, just tweeted it out. And by the way, the fact that she went on Twitter and tweeted it out with this quote, but please, please don't give into a wall. Don't, I don't want the political tool of withholding my paycheck to be legitimized is using it as a political tool to try to legitimize the other argument. So I don't know where to go with that. In one in, in, in one fell swoop, I defend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and I criticize her all in one swoop. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I believe that this plays into tribalism. I could go into I I could probably go on forever about this. I'm getting ready to actually wrap this up for today. Because my god. How long can you go on talking about just one representative? We have this little tribalism thing going on. And and it's it's god awful. It's god awful. People are picking sides and cho- and 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 bridging they're not bridging the divide. They're they're expanding these divides even more harshly and extremely than you can ever imagine. And how am I going to go on this? Well, because there's probably some MAGA red hat wearers that have been listening up to this point going, this guy's great! But all I have to do, all I have to do to be thrust onto the liberal side of things is sit here and say that the border wall is a dumb idea and we should not be sitting here arguing about building a freaking wall because it's dumb. And just like that, in somebody's eyes listening to this episode, I went from being an awesome MAGA red hat wearer to a snowflake crybaby liberal. Just in one sentence. That's it. That's all I had to say. All I have to say is that I believe that the the real approach to immigration right now and the and those problems is not building a wall it's a multifaceted issue if you want to talk about drugs coming in to the united states simple drug war should be ended uh it should not be mass incarceration for nonviolent drug offenses it shouldn't be criminalized 
All of that should be decriminalized to clean up the systems, and we could put steps in place for those who want to seek help and get themselves off of drugs if they want to get off of drugs. Simple as that. <coughs> and most of the drugs aren't coming through just plain as day over the border. They're coming in through tunnels and through secret shipments and all other sorts of things. Okay? It's simple as that. You want to know one of the biggest cocaine busts of last year? was right here in Delaware in the Port of Wilmington. It came in in the shipping containers of pineapples in the Port of Wilmington. It was millions of dollars of cocaine. Not through some southern border. Not on land. Port of Wilmington. On ships. Tons of cocaine. So if you're trying to argue drugs for it, it's out the window because the approach to drugs should be looking at the drug war. The drug war and prohibition of these drugs massively... It, history repeats itself. What happens? What happened when alcohol went under prohibition? Big black markets sparked up, bootleggers, everything. Mafia took over. Big crime rings. Eventually, they re-legalized alcohol. And now people can drink alcohol any day. We're doing the same thing with marijuana right now. All the other drugs at this point should be decriminalized because you can still go for other criminal activities with people who use those drugs. But the drug itself, probably, and possession of the drug itself, probably shouldn't be criminalized. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. So if that if that's your argument for the wall, boo, dead. Um, if it's illegal immigration, we have an immigration system... Uh, that is welfare-based, practically. We stripped away those things. If we took away incentives, if we stopped being cushy in these situations, and if we put in reforms to make immigration easier for those that want to come here and get a job and work hard, then you don't have people trying to sneak in illegally. You really don't. And if terrorists is your concern, my question to you is what are we doing about the Canadian border? Because there's no wall there. And I'm just saying it. If all the attention's on the southern border and everybody's talking about the southern border and, I, I, and I'm even a semi-smart terrorist, which you're supposed to be an evil genius, last I checked, for this stuff, probably gonna look at Canada because it's not that hard. And by the way, the big terrorists, the one that pulled off 9-11... They got into the country by flying in. Perfectly fine passing background checks and all that crap. So, if you're for a border wall at the Mexican border, but not for a Canadian border wall, I don't understand you. I really don't. I don't get it. Because my favorite argument is those people who say, you put fences up around your house, right? the same thing. You put fences around your house and locks on your doors. Not the same thing. But even if you want to, if, if you don't want to bend and say it's not the same thing, then, by your logic, there should be a wall at the Canadian border, but you still give me a blank stare when I ask you about it. Because you don't have an answer for it. Because all you can do is say, well, we need the southern border wall. Trump said so. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's crazy. 
Crazy. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me for this week. Food for thought for you. So, uh, follow me on Twitter at FritzQS. Facebook.com slash FritzCast. Minds.com slash FritzCast. I'm not going to show the other stuff just right yet. Uh, and remember, especially Brian Nichols, remember, uh, this Sunday, fly, Eagles, fly. All right, love you guys, and I'll see you next week.